what you need to know about having sex with and living with your boyfriend. This is part two of two. If you have not listened to part one, you need to go back and listen. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey friends, this is Carla. I wanna personally invite you into real conversations about living wholehearted and finding freedom, joy, and true peace. I'm the founder of Bochi's Place, an organization that provides safe homes and rehabilitation for women who've been rescued from human trafficking. My heart is to see you walk in freedom and discover that everything you need is already within you. If you feel alone in what you're going through and you need a counselor, mentor, or maybe just a friend, that's exactly what this podcast is for. Welcome to the conversation. You can go into prayer and you can ask God and you write out a list of every single person that you've had sex with and you go into prayer and it's very simple. It doesn't need to be seance. It doesn't need to be like this big and you repent and you go before the Lord and you say, forgive me for my sins against you, Lord. Forgive me that I have engaged in sex with with John, with Gary, with whoever the people are that you've engaged with sex. So you're telling me that um, I can... I can pray the day before my wedding day, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can do that. But here's the thing. That's a good question even. I mean, that's a really good question because the thing of it is you still have to mow down. I used to tell my girls at the safe house um, because they would, they, we would have these conversations and they would say, my gosh, I've had so many, you know, I've had to be, I'd have to have sex with guys who are married. I've had to have sex with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of men. What do I do? The good news is you can go in and break a soul tie. You just go and say, Lord, forgive me for my sin. Mm. Forgive me for not knowing. And I ask you in the name of Jesus right now, break the soul tie between me and John. Break the soul tie between me and Gary. You fill in the blank, whatever the guy, I'm just making up names, okay? And I ask you, Lord, to redeem my virginity, to bring back the wholeness and the pureness. And I commit myself to you. I commit my purity to you, Lord, because I believe that your word is true. And I believe, Lord, that you have exceedingly abundantly more for me. But I need to clean my slate. I need to come to you, Lord, and ask you to clean my slate. Your word tells me that when you forgive me because of the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross, when you forgive me, my life is as white as snow. So I'm asking you, Lord, clean my slate and make my life as white as snow and and then commit your purity to the lord but go through one person at a time and say and i also ask you lord that you break every soul tie not from only john but every tie that john had that i've inherited and i just ask you lord to clean that slate take an hour or two with the lord and just confirm scriptures over you about forgiveness go to google and type in scriptures on forgiveness uh, scriptures on redemption scriptures on purity and just proclaim those things over you while you're praying. Um, if you have a mentor who's a praying person or a pastor or a deacon that you can go to say, I want to break some soul ties or a Christian counselor. Will you walk with me and break some soul ties? Mm-hmm. You know, we do that in our retreats mm-hmm. that we have. Right. So I, I say that to say that there's not, you're not hopeless. You can actually, the book that I studied that I'm teaching out of, um, he tells accounts after accounts where the actual, um, the, 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 the virginal wall, the, what is it called? The, um, the thing that bleeds if you're not, um, the hymen, not the hymen. Is that what it's called? Yes. That it actually is restored. 
that people who have gone through this restoration process have actually bled on their wedding night as though they had that literally the Lord restored restored their really? virginity. No yeah. way. Yeah. And there's a whole nother subject on the, how intentional God was by putting that wall. If I start preaching I don't on that, bleed on my wedding day. No, no, it's like literally <laughs> like do you know back? Okay, so there's a thing in a Greek culture that the mother-in-law. Now, whoever's Greek listening to this, if I get this wrong, I think it's in the Greek culture that the mother-in-law will actually go get the sheets from the the wedding night and go and display them to the community because they want to see a blood stain on the sheet. Really? Yeah. And I don't know how old that is, but that's a mark of honor for the family. To know that she was To know that she was pure. Wow. It's a mark of honor for the family. I have a question. Okay. So let's say, because yesterday you went home and you talked to Tommy about this and he was like, what the heck? You know, like, what are you talking about? He was like, um, are you, are you sure? <laughs> so, you know, let's think about real life issues. You know, I have friends who aren't married, but they're living with their boyfriend mm-hmm. um, and have been living with their boyfriend for a while. So what do you suggest? And of course, they're sharing bills and doing all of that. Like, what's the real deal with that? Like, what kind of conversation do you have with your boyfriend that you're living with? How do you guys like... Do you go break your lease? Like, let's talk about real issues and how do you, you know, let's say that he doesn't respond the way that you want. Do you just forget everything that you've just learned about the soul tie and and asking for forgiveness? Like, what do you suggest? That's such a good question. Um, First of all, you've got to decide your own commitment to yourself, to your purity, and to your God. You've got to make a decision according to what you believe is right for you and what level you want to commit to and what like, okay, I'll never forget. I asked my friend, do you guys tithe off your company? And do you tie 10% off the gross or the net? Cause I was asking for our company years ago mm-hmm. and he said, well, it depends on the size of the blessing you want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my thing was, Oh, he goes, if you tithe off the net, you get one size blessing. If you tithe off the right. gross, you get another size. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's the same way I want to say about this is your commitment is equally tied to your blessing. Okay. There's, you have to know that. Like if you're 10% committed to the Lord, then you're 10% going to see your life in blessing. Mm -hmm. If you're a hundred percent committed to the Lord, you're going to see a hundred percent of blessing. It does. That's not the old rule where God's not going to bless you anyway, but the further away you are from God, from your commitment is the further away you are from the warmth. Right. It's like being in a cold room or being right up against the fireplace. Right. So, um, to answer your question, I think that once you've made a decision to recommit your life to purity, I absolutely 1000% disagree with living with somebody before they get married. I absolutely disagree with that. There's so many things about that. Why don't you share with me what you said about that last guy? So I can repeat that back yesterday when you said, I live with this guy and all these things. Yeah. So I, I lived in LA and I was dating someone for um, a few years and then we decided to move in together. It just Mm -hmm. made sense because we were spending the night at each other's house every single night and it just financially, it made sense. Right. Um, So we lived together for five years and um, through those five years, I realized that he wasn't the guy for me and that um, we lived completely differently just you know, on the day-to-day um, lifestyle. So, um, and I knew then I wasn't going to marry this guy. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of opened my eyes to certain things about him. And I, I mean, I feel like I would have married him if I hadn't have moved in with him. 
So that's that was such a great point that you made. And, and I also want to say to you, Stephanie, thank you so much for being so transparent because your transparency is giving us space to talk about this for people who are struggling with that. Absolutely. Um, everyone, a lot of people struggle with this. Right. Every and, single day. and they get frustrated because he's not he's not putting a ring on it. Exactly. Right. So um, here's the thing. And I'm not saying this against men because we are just as guilty as women. Okay. I'm not saying like men or whatever, but, um, it's dishonoring to us as women to allow ourselves to move in as the role of wife. When you're not the wife, you're dishonoring yourself by stepping into that role without having the commitment of being a wife. Right? So basically the, the guy's getting the whole cow for free. Why should he buy the milk if the whole cow is free, right? So there's no need for commitment. And what, what we're saying as women is, oh, I don't value myself enough for you to, to actually commit to me for a lifetime. I am happy to give myself over to you for free every single day. And I'm happy to be your wife for free. There's no commitment. There's no obligation. I'm just happy to give you my greatness and my heart and my commitment to you for free. What guy is not going to do? And it, the kind of guy who does that is not the kind of guy that you want that's going to honor you anyway. Right. Period. So the thing of it is that, that we say that. We say things like that. And, I, and yesterday you said, there's so many little things that drive me crazy about him that I thought I'm so glad I lived with him because otherwise I would have been married, stuck with that. Yeah. But here's my response to that. There's a million things that drive me crazy about Simon. But because we're married... There, it's just what two people do together. But see, living under the same roof, under the veil of this deception, mm -hmm. you're going to find something you don't like about that person. And right. they're going to find something about you. And you're going to be in that cycle for the rest of your life. Because it's going to be like, well, how do I know that I can live with this person if I, if I don't live with them? Because you make a commitment to someone that you love and you just work it out. Yeah. I mean, there's a billion things that drive me, that used to drive me crazy about Simon. But yeah. it... And you know what? In my immature days, in my broken state back in the day, those are the things that made me want to divorce him. So I was willing to stupidly give up a, an entire const, a, an institution of my marriage, my family, my, my children's father and mother being in the same house for the sake of things driving me crazy about Simon. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when you're married, it's a commitment. It's harder to get out of, and you don't want to get out of it. You want to work it through. But if you're living together, it's just like, well, I'm moving out. Yeah, when this lease is up, I'm done. Right. So if people are listening to this and thinking, dang it, I feel like I've done that. Like I'm living with my boyfriend right now and I shouldn't. Here's the thing. You're dishonoring yourself. You're not kidding anybody but yourself because you are absolutely not saying. And here's what it all comes down to, you guys. It all comes down to you communicating to the world who you are. When you will give the whole farm away for free. Meaning you give up sex, you give up your whole life, your, your gifts, yeah. your nurturing, your beautifying, all the things that we are. You're just saying, I don't value myself. I will give myself up for free. Mm -hmm. But when you are a, someone, and that's the problem with women today, is we don't value ourselves. So we give up everything for free. But when you start to value yourself and you start to know who you are and what you offer to this life, and everybody has their unique DNA that they bring power to their world, then you will accept nothing less than to know if you want me to live with you, you got to court me. Number one, 
Number two, you got to convince me that you're the kind of guy that's going to cherish me, yeah. that you're going to love me and protect me and take care of me. And then if that's the case, then you're going to ask me to marry you. Tommy, you better put a ring on it. Seriously. <laughs> I, mean, I can seriously hear voices in my head of people I know being like, come on, it's really not that deep. Actually, it is. It is that deep. My it question is to that is. value. That, it, then why are you not married yet? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You're living with this guy for two or three years. That you, you're saying you don't. Okay, because let me just speak to the other side of the coin. You're a feminist who doesn't want to get married, and you just want to stay in a relationship your whole life. Go get it, girlfriend. Don't go, don't get married. Just go live with this person and be in whatever life you want to live in. But own it. Like, own it. There's so many people that don't want to get married but want to live with a partner. Then go do that. Own it. But don't complain because you don't have the commitment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't complain when he starts seeing someone else because there's no commitment there. Right. Period. Right. And yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, Tommy. You're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know what? Honestly, we got to come back to the days of dating. We've got to come back to the days. I ministered to a girl once who was dating a guy about an hour and a half away from here. And this is a great example and she said, you know, I haven't seen him for three weeks. And I said, why? And she goes, well, codependency. He, well, he, um, he's super busy. <laughs> he has this job. And I said, okay. And I just let her talk for like 15 right. minutes. And anybody who knows, who comes to have me minister to them or coach them knows I am bottom line, get you free. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to mamsy pamsy you. Okay. So I just let her talk. And I said, he is not interested in you. No. And she goes, no, no, he is. I mean, we talk on the phone like at least an hour every day. And I go, no, no, no. He would take He's an hour and a half, half to drive to you every single day. Let me tell. Yes. <laughs> let me tell everybody listening the DNA of a guy who loves you and wants you. Yeah. They can't get enough of you. They call you and go, hey, what are you doing tonight? Hey, I want to come see you. Hey, I'm so sorry I've been busy for three or four days. I will come, uh, you know, I miss you. Or mm -hmm. like my husband, 30 years married, 30 years this October. He goes to me on the phone yesterday, I miss you so much I can't stand it. Oh. He said, I hate being away from you. He said, it drives me crazy. I don't enjoy anything unless you're with me. Mm -hmm. That's what he just told me. He's And whenever I was at this, when we went to the little... Um, Thing that we went to and I went to Del Rio to be with my de my uncle oh, when yeah. he died and all that he was like I can't stand not being with you it drives yeah. me crazy so that's the thing is that's what we all want your reaction Marion right there that's what every woman wants but what we do is we get in control because we have all this need to be loved and cherished and seen we get in control of the situation and we then go you know what if you're not going to chase me I'm just going to by God chase you mm -hmm. So it, it, you're just prolonging the, the inevitable. inevitable. Yeah. And here's the thing. The more that you prolong the inevitable, the and, and this is my favorite line from people. Man, it, it was just not God's plan. No, you have been in sin. Yeah. So you can't expect <laughs> for God's plan to present itself to you when you're living in sin. Get out of sin and then God's plan will just like poof, right yeah. on your lap. Learning lessons, ladies. See, but here's the thing. You got to determine what do you want out of this life? That's what you, anybody listening, what do you want out of this life? Do you want the white picket fence? Do you want the home and the marriage and the kids? Do you want that life? Then do what it takes to get it. If you don't want to be married and you want to be single the rest of your life, own that. But don't complain when the consequences. When that, yeah. Right. 
It is what it is. You have to. Now, I cannot wait to release the information from the feminine study that I do yeah. because I'm going to back down to the re the real real mm -hmm. as to why God put that hymen in there, as to why we have all these positions. So here's my thing. What are some guidelines? If you're living with somebody, make an exit plan. Mm -hmm. If you're convicted by this conversation and you're actually in a lease together or whatever, create an exit plan and God's going to honor that, right? If you are in a relationship where it's like you're giving everything and you're getting nothing, end it. Mm -hmm. Go repent, ask for forgiveness, ask the Lord to start a fresh new life for you and be done. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. I hope that it's given you something to think about and something to spur you on into the greatness that I know that you're qualified for. For information on events and resources, please make sure and go to carlashellis.com. And always, if you or anyone you know is in an abusive situation, go to carlashellis.com slash help. And always remember that you already have everything you need within you.